And so, just like seasonal affective disorder, or sad, we're back oh. with another oh. dreary November episode of What Are We Even Doing? We're coming up on two years, guys. We are. Which uh, I didn't even think about until that very moment that that sentence left my mouth. Yeah. Remember two years ago when the world like, was ending again? As in three days from now. Yeah. Damn. This is almost an anniversary we, episode. Yeah, we didn't plan an anniversary episode. That's fine. But we may or may not have some bonuses on the Patreon coming out for this, is also for true. this anniversary. Um, this is another thing. This is another episode of producing on the fly because yes. I didn't. I genuinely, and I'm not even kidding you. Mm. We had no. We had not talked about the anniversary episode at all. I wouldn't have known. If you hadn't said anything, even now, I wouldn't have. Remi- I wouldn't have remembered until you said November. Yes, we're halfway remember, through this remember. month. It's the fifteenth, ladies and gentlemen. The fifteenth of November. <laughs> we're halfway through this month, and I just realized that we're in November. Yeah, yeah. Keep an eye out, though, or an ear out, rather. <laughs> <laughs> Keep an ear out, though, for the next theme song because oh hell yeah, it's been in the works for a while, and I'm finally. Now, I'm excited to release it because we've had some. It was ballsy this... of you to combine the harpsichord and the bongo. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> brother! Uh, now that you said that, I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a harpsichord in there. A, and... a, a strong choice to combine the lute and the grand piano. That might not actually be a bad. That sound. could probably happen. I'm just trying to think of. Uh, God damn it! What's that? Not obviously, it's not a xylophone. Theremin. It's the it's a device that you pretty much only use or have probably only heard from like old sci fi movies that be that like oh, sound yeah. or whatever. Uh, there's yeah, a, a theremin. There's a sound on my garage band that's called fifties um, sci fi. I think is what it's called or something. Okay. I'm not sure what what exactly it's called, but it's it, it's something sci fi. I'm and actually going to see is, if I can find. It is that noise basically. On a piano. So that's cool. Oh, I was also, in my mind, misspelling theremin for the entirety of my life. Oh, good. There's going to be an ad, guys. Of course. I, I Ad technology impresses and infuriates me so fucking much. Like, you, 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 can, you, can, you can be in a fucking river and pull something up on YouTube, and that ad will play. The yeah. video might not. Sometimes well, it doesn't. Yeah. Like you, you, a lead-lined bunker in the back of some fucking gun freak's yard, and that ad is gonna play. All right. Anyways, a theremin playing over the rainbow. Yeah. This is an instrument, sir. That's just terrifying. It's eerie. Yeah. Rather. It was a bold move of you to combine the theremin and the ukulele for our new theme song, but you went and you did it. I'm really impressed that I figured that out that quick. I am too. That was very good. But anyway, yeah, that that was my um, 50s sci-fi. It is called 50s sci-fi. Uh, sound. Now, Brayden, we've recently endured the first snowfall of the year. Are you okay? Have you marked yourself safe from this? Yeah, I'm pretty unbothered by it. You know what I'm bothered by? Hmm. P. 
people's reaction to snow. Specifically, people who have lived in the Midwest their entire fucking lives. Specifically, and have, those have still who, not figured this out. <laughs> specifically, those who all of your criteria plus yeah. they drive. Yes, yes. The, the I literally said to a, a coworker today, the snow. Can we, before we get any deeper in this, yes. because I'm dying. Oh yeah, absolutely. We haven't. Let's done... bring this shit. Because we're about to... You now, you're like having three pops in there. Yeah, I don't know how I did that. It was like... Um, you're right. Um, now I'm excited for this, because Braden's trying something new. Yes, I am. I don't often try anything new. That's not a lie. Wait. <laughs> that's that's just the truth? That's, <laughs> that's not true. Okay. I do try new things. That's what I meant to say. Right. Anyway, but I'm trying a Zions here. Zions. Fruit Punch, which is my favorite flavor. I've seen this in your fridge mm-hmm. plenty of times. And I thought, man, I, I really, I believe in God. I don't, I don't trust this Zion's crap. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding about both Zion's of those things. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm gonna try it now. I'm very anxious to see what you think here. I've imme- immediately bulged it up by dripping on my lap. <laughs> um, but anyway, this is good. Wow, yeah. it's very crisp. I, I think Meg described it that way. Yeah, as as in like. Carbonate, like really carbonated. Yeah, but it has like a sharp flavor to it. So fruit punch is good. Cherry lime is also a favorite of mine. Um, and honestly, I don't like any of the other flavors of Zion's, but they make mm-hmm. a lot of them. Well, I might like a lot of them. Do they have a mango? Flavor? They do actually. Do they have a peach flavor? Uh, they do not. But for some reason, I think the mango one tastes like peach. Mango and peach have always been like, as far as things that are flavored like uh-huh. mango or peach, they're always very fairly similar. Yeah. Usually, I. Fucking hate a mango flavored thing, and sure. I don't really know why. I remember the mango one. I thought just tasted like peach schnapps. Like whenever like I, when I was, which sounds like a fucking dream. Honestly, <laughs> I love peach schnapps. Man, I haven't had peach schnapps in years since you shattered it off that stop sign. Goddamn, that might have been one of the no, not the last. That was far from the last. But is yes, this, is this a free episode or is this a Patreon? I think this is a freebie. It is. Yeah, it so. is. You people are paying for shit. This is what you're getting. Uh, no, yeah, I love peach schnapps when I was younger. Um, I need to get a bottle of peach schnapps and just sit around and watch fucking Escape from New York and drink peach schnapps all day. Uh, sorry, I was just fantasy booking my weekend, I think. Yeah. But, uh, Tom, you and I need to get into a bottle of peach schnapps. What, Dude, the next time that we uh, decide to sit around for another Tom's mo- Tom Movie Classics episode, yeah, which, check that out on the Patreon. If it's not there already, it will be soon. There, that you know what? That's the one that's going up on the 18th. Mm. I'm gonna set an alarm for that. Good idea. Uh, Brayden and I did a little review of the Michael Bay produced 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Really good time. I love hanging out and just watching movies with you. Yeah, it's just so much fun. Um, we're gonna definitely do more of those. We're also gonna do more. What are we even viewing here? More. What are we even reviewing here? Uh, a rating here, whatever the fuck they're all called. Yeah, um, what are we even rating? What are we that's even it, viewing? That's it, that's it, yeah. Uh, but today, very interesting pick for today. Mm-hmm. So, a few months ago, we did an episode of SmackDown that was your choice that featured an Iron Man match between Kurtangle and Snar. Yes. Overall, very. we both very much ranked it very high. So I remember mentioning that the only other time I remember an Iron Man match being on TV was this one with Triple H and Benoit. 
Yeah. So I think to myself, let's fucking do that. So I looked up the date. So guys, today we are reviewing Monday Night Raw from July 26th of 2004. I just broke my pen. Son of a bitch. I broke the clip off of it. God damn it. Everyone does it. Every single per. If you have a pen, uh-huh. you've broken the, the, the clip off of it. I put a pen on the bill of my hat every day at work. Yeah. Every day. So I need a, a strong clip. Yeah. I hate. You got to get one of them hate. ones that's metal. I know. And I've done that. And sometimes you just wear out because I'm taking it on and off my the hat all day. There's a, the, the pen that I have at work, I, it goes in my tool belt. Like my, Ooh, my I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, I have all, it, My tool belt has everything I need. It has my tape measure, my, my, my knife there. Mm-hmm. I have um, what's it having? my screwdriver over here, which I... Seldom use as a screwdriver. It's more of a wedge, oh, yeah. lever, yeah. Um, hammer. Some, sometimes sometimes. A, a dull Ch- blade, honestly. Chisel. Yeah. Um, and then on the, uh, on the back side, I have the like thick marker for writing on the back of the samples. Whenever right. we, you know, I have my, and then I have two slots for like writing utensils. I have a thinner marker, mm-hmm. and I have this pen, dude. This pen rules. It's like fully metal with like yeah. a rubber. With like a rubber grip on the end, the ink lasts for fucking ever. It writes I love a good smooth. pen. I love a good pen. But um, the clip is slowly but surely like bending outwards because I keep putting it in this tool belt. So to sur- tie this into something we were talking about earlier, as in snow, fuck it, and fuck people who don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. So in colder weather, I'm usually wearing a stocking cap or a beanie, whatever you want to call it. Well, now I don't have the fucking bill to clip the pin onto, so I'm just sticking it in the hat, like, behind my ear, like some sort of build-it-bob fucking savage. I hate build it. Build-it-bob. Bob the Builder. That's what it is. Um, I fucking hate it, but I need to have that pin on me at all times. Um, I do so, have a couple things that I have noted for, for the undercard here, but anyway, we'll, we'll get into those. Fuck snow, fuck winter. Okay, it is the dirt worst fucking season. We were talking about something before we... um, I just need to get that out there. Yeah. Before we... Snow, people not being able to handle it, people who can't drive in it, even though they've lived here their entire lives. Yeah. They've dealt with snow every fucking year of their existence outside of a couple. Mm. God damn it. I hate it, but... uh, Oh, I know what it was. I had to explain to someone at work today... Oh. That was like, why isn't the snow sticking? And I'm like, the ground is still warm. It has to be very cold for several days for the ground to get cold. So then when the snow hits it, it stays snow. Yeah, yeah. It can't stay snow when it's warm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, it feels cold. And I go, you don't know what freezing is then. It's 32 degrees Fahrenheit, zero degrees Celsius. I, I can't put it to you any clearer. I hate dealing with these people. I don't know how any of them have survived this long. It feels... <sighs> Like an impossibility that they have made it this this long without knowing, or, or without being picked was, off by a predator of some sort. Like I can't believe that the fucking my you know, uncle is a high school don't teacher. Take my uncle's a high school teacher, but he's a high school teacher for troubled students mm-hmm. um, up near Chicago. So, like you know, sure, what the deal is? Yeah, not a great neighborhood, I'm sure. No, right. Um, I mean, he lives in a great neighborhood, right? But. Now is he the cool, is he the cool teacher that like turns the chair around and sits on it backwards? Brother, he's a science teacher. He's oh fuck shit yeah, he on is. Fire. yeah, that sounds he's awesome. Fuck it. Dude, yeah, my my uncle rules. He absolutely like right. our New Year's tradition is the New Year's Eve. We all go up there. We he he's put he puts together a decathlon. 
in a nerd way. Okay. We call nerd Cathlon. He makes a whole. He makes the whole. Um, all the games for it, like the sure. point system. There's a trophy that that he has for it. Like it's like the coolest. This shit is ever. the only thing I think I've ever heard of a family celebrating New Year's Eve. Yeah, and then and then uh, when it gets later, we we switch over and we watch when, once the games are all done and all that stuff, and we've we've have the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, he we we have a bunch of fail videos lined up and ready for us to watch. Like we'll watch Fail Army, or like sometimes we'll just like. One of the one of my favorite moments of this happening is like someone's like, "Hey, you know what? I know what you should search: Mad Bull Gore's dozens." Oh and I'm like, Oh my god! What a what a search! And we'll just watch car crashes, bull people getting and and those, those every every for hours. Every single person that is ever injured in the fucking running of the bulls or whatever yeah. deserves it. Yeah, deserves it five times over. Leave those fucking animals alone, you sick, dumb fucks. Um, real quick before I forget, Evangelistico, go to fucking hell. You've only inspired me to drink more and to pop more cans on this show. Yeah, Eric. Alan. Fuck off. Um, I'm coming for your edges. Uh, what? It's a thing people used to say, I think. Oh, okay. Um, um, it sounds threatening. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to get into this undercard because I actually have a decent amount of shit on here. So I'm going to do the wrestling stuff first. Uh, last night had some free time, decided, you know what? I'm going to watch some wrestling that I was there for, but I haven't rewatched on video. Okay. So I pulled up this year's forbidden door event, which I did attend with Hmm. friend of the show, coin Jones had a great time. And I rewatched Claudio's debut in AEW, which was that show uh, him versus Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Because I remember very much enjoying it in person. The crowd was, was real into it and shit. They get a ton of time. It's like 18 I minutes. bought the event Yeah. after like after it was done like mm-hmm. by a couple hours or something like that. I, yeah. was, I, I had to work during it. Right. Once it was done and I got off work and all that stuff, I bought the event and watched that match. And that's about it. It's Oh, that and so Osprey and... Uh, Osprey and, and Orange Cassidy Orange for Cassidy. me is probably match of the night on that show. I think that whole show... It's, it is long. They're all long. They're all fucking long. I, you know, whatever. I think that whole show is really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, I thought the build for all of it was disastrous, but the show itself <laughs> was very good. But yeah. anyway, so I rewatched Claudio versus Zack Sabre Jr. first, and it's so good. It's so good, and yeah. one of the things that I had forgotten happened, which I was like, we all know Claudio is freaky fucking strong, right? Yeah, yeah. But they do this bit where uh, Zach gets him in uh, like a triangle choke. Yeah. Well, Claudio picks him up for a power bomb. Sure, we've seen that time and time again from a number of people, right? Runs with him, and they go over the top rope. And Zach never lets go of the hold. Jesus. So they go over the top rope all the way to the floor, and Zach still has him in the triangle choke, which I was like, that is very cool. I hadn't seen that before. Claudio picks him up. Again, walks with him up over like shoulder, like in a powerbomb position, in essence, to the ring steps because they're in the center of the ring when they go over the ropes or whatever. Yeah. Um, to the ring steps, goes up the steps with him mm. and then throws him from the apron over the top rope back into the ring. And I was like, that is so fucking impressive. Yeah. Like, just crazy fucking good. Um, and then, uh, also, I'll do, I'll do, the rest of this one, I'll throw it to you um, if you've got stuff. Um, I also watched the four-way match on that show 
that was, as of this time, Adam Cole's last in-ring performance. Because I thought, oh, fuck, I'm going to rewatch this and see if I can pinpoint where he got this concussion. Mm. I can't tell, in the sense that you you can tell the moment that he says, I'm fucked up. The finish is fucked. The finish is called on the fly. You know, whatever. And so the match, it's Adam Cole, Jay White, Hangman Page, and fucking Kajuki Okada. The, the match is awesome. Yeah. Like, how could it not be? The match is fucking tremendous. But then, I'm looking for it late in the match, because I knew where it got fucky. Might have been a dropkick. Might have been anything. But the thing of it is, there wasn't one specific thing I saw where I was like, boom, that's what did it. Yeah. And just out of nowhere, he communicates to the ref. Like, he's doing that thing, like, I've been in this boat myself, where you're out on your back and your hands are in front of your face. Like, that's just instinctively, like, the dead bug position that you go into. Yeah. And Jay White calls the audible. You can see him. You can hear him call it. And dives over onto him and just pins him. And it was that thing where I'm like, that's it's such a weird finish now to rewatch it. At the time in the building, everyone was like, What? You know, because again, there wasn't anything that you even on the rewatch, I was like, there wasn't anything that I was like look just looked devastating. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, shit, man. Weird. I mean anything can fucking rock you, I guess. What about you? Um, as far as things that I've watched, if we're still beholden to that as of right now. Sure. Um, uh, I watched something from... What is this? Okay, if I give you a match, you might be able to tell me what pay-per-view it is. Because I can't okay. for the life of me remember what it is. It was sometime in 03, I think. Or 02. What's the match? Um, Stone Cold versus Ric Flair and someone else, was it? Was it Ric Flair and Big Show? Yes, I think. That would have been in 02. Yeah, I thought. I think it's 02 May. I think it's May of 02. Yeah, because that would have been... Yeah, that would have been May of 02 is in the lead-up towards Mania 18. Or, no, it would have been after Mania 18. So, yeah, that's like right before Austin walks out. Judgment Day 2002. Yeah. I couldn't remember what which one it was, or if it was Vengeance or what. I, I couldn't remember. Um, Anyways, so yeah. what of it? Um, It was fun. Yeah. Uh, it was a thing where it was pretty late at night, so we ended up getting off right after that match. That's the yeah. only reason I remember that one so clearly. But when we got back on, like, the next day or day or two days after or whatever, mm-hmm. when we were watching wrestling, Jake was like, I want to finish that pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, Sweet. So. Yeah. It was good. Cool. Because you can't beat. Here's the thing. There's, here's the, the, the holy trinity to me mm. of professional wrestling is 02, 03, and 01. Okay. You just can't go wrong. Very good run. Very good run. And to me, I can't tell, like, if I, I can't de- decide mm-hmm. for me. Like, if I had to pick, it'd be really hard for me to pick between 01 and 03. Yeah. As far as what my what the best was. 03 had some very good booking. I think 03 might be my had some favorite really good booking. Year. But uh-huh. I don't know that it'd be, my, like, the best. 01 is just... 
untouched. Oh, one, everything anyway. was still like hot. Like yeah. everything still yeah. felt like just fucking on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see other shit that I have watched. This is not wrestling. Um, I don't know if I finished or if I talked about it on the other episode that we did for Patreon, but I finished the 101 scariest horror movie moments uh, program that I've talked about. Mm. Um, just out of yep. curiosity. Yep. What was one? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, mm. the, hook, the Hook. Okay. Yeah. And here's I the thing: love that. when we got to the top ten. I'm watching it with Meg, and I'm like, I am ready to get angry at this television program for not sharing my opinions. Um, and there were a few of them where I was like, oh, come on, you know. Um, they had The Exorcist at number seven, and I was like, brother, I don't think I've ever seen a scarier movie in my life than The Exorcist. I would have put that at one. But when I got when we got to one and it was Texas Chainsaw, I was like, I can't argue this. You know what I mean? Like, Sure, I'll, I'll allow it. Uh, love the show. Great show. If you guys have Shudder, if you like horror movies, check it out. Um, really fun. A lot of shit on there that I'd like never even heard of. Mm. I was like, man, I kind of want to see this now. Yeah. You know, and a lot of really cool ideas and stuff. Um, I also watched a little movie called Tucker and Dale vs. Evil that I had heard of okay. and never seen. And uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I hate horror comedy. I, I don't think it's a genre that hardly ever works because it's either, you know, we lean so far into the comedy that it's not scary or we lean so far into the horror that it's not funny, whatever. Yeah. Uh, this one worked. Uh, so basically the premise of it is these college kids go camping out in the fucking boondocks somewhere and there's these hillbillies. From the college kids' point of view, they think these are like evil inbred hillbillies that are murdering people. Mm. They're not. They're just normal people. But there's this like series of very comedic accidents and coincidences that lead them to think this and it's not, you know. Okay. There's a lot of accidental deaths and they're like, what'd you do? You know, whatever. Um, loved it so much that we actually ordered it on Blu-ray and it has an alternate cut of the movie from the college kids' point of view that makes it look like Tucker and Dale are evil. Okay. So, like, okay, so for example, like, early in the movie, the, they, these kids stop at a gas station. It's out in the hills of, oh, let's just say West Virginia. Who cares? And uh, <laughs> Tucker and Dale, who are just these two happy hillbillies, are having their own conversation. And uh, it's Dale is like, you're always so nervous around women. She's pretty, right? And Tucker's like, yeah, she's real pretty. Like, he's a big, heavy set yeah. dude or whatever. And he's like... Just go talk to her. You're a normal person. Introduce yourself. Try to be charming. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to. I'm just, you know, I'm nervous. I'm real bad with women. He's like, you got this, buddy. Like, it's genuinely kind of a sweet moment. Yeah, He's yeah. like hyping up his bro. And he's yeah. like, just, you know, if, if your hands are occupi- occupied, then you're not going to be fiddling. He's like, you're right. And he's like, and if nothing else, just smile and laugh. People will think that you're charming. He goes, you got it. So the first thing that he grabs to keep his hands occupied is like a scythe. That they just happen to have at this gas station. And so he walks up and he just goes, Hi, y'all going camping? <laughs> and just smiles and laughs like that while holding a sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's literally just trying to be like a, a cute, charming dude. And they're like, Hey, buddy, we don't want any trouble. And he's just like, Yeah, no, won't be any trouble at all. I was just wonder where you're camping at. <laughs> they're like, Oh my God. It's like Amazing. It's I love it. So good. Uh, loved I love it. it. Loved it. Um, Last one, uh, and then we can move on or whatever. Uh, and I know I was blowing up the group chat about this, but um, I watched Nope. Uh, 
mm. on my beautiful, beautiful, 75-inch high-def television, my beautiful 4K Blu-ray player, beautiful 4K uh, disc of the movie shot in an IMAX camera. I love Nope. Yeah. It's a very, very polarizing movie. I will get into heated arguments with people that don't like it and think it was stupid. But goddamn, the picture quality on it was just so good. I kept like just being a dickhead about it in the group chat. Like, guys, I feel like I'm in the desert or whatever. Like, it was so good. Um, but yeah, nope. Uh, that's one that we should do for the sh- uh, Patreon. Yeah. I love it. I have had great conversations with a friend of the show, Bucky Collins, about it. And about Jordan Peele as a director. But, yeah. Nope. Check it out. You got anything else? Not anything that I've watched. However, I do have a couple things mm. um, that I wanted to talk about. Well, actually, just, just one, really, really. I'll, I'll mention, uh, there was a lady who came in today who was going to special order some uh, faux wood blinds in white. Mm. We stock faux wood blinds in white. That Why do you have awful. to... Special order these. They're yeah. not, they're in the same aisle. If you right. just continued on past right. the special order displays, you don't have to they're, order them. They're they're right there. They're right there. Yeah. And like, to be fair, there's some fraying when we have to like because her sizes were a little bit more specific than what we have on sure. the shelf. And so if we were to cut them, the the ends would fray a bit. Sure. To her. To to be fair to her, right? To be fair. But just. In white? I don't know. Just get a like color we all. can't stock. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Jesus. It's just slightly annoying to me. But anyway, I was thinking about this today. Sometimes the human language, the English language, <laughs> can yes. be confusing. Yes. Um, the suffix ist, I-S-T, okay. sometimes is confusing to me. Because sometimes it can make you sound like you're like a like it's a noble connotation, like a good connotation, and sometimes it's a bad connotation. I just I just want it to be one or the other, because right, you can be racist, like that's a bad thing. Okay. But if you're a specialist, <laughs> that's a good thing. A pianist, that's a high level skill. That yeah. And if and to my. To, to my point here, another argument here about negative connotations, ER can be the negative connotation. I know that right. this, this we, we'll run into some hiccups. I'm not here to figure out all the language. I'm just here to present some points here. Okay. Think about this. You're called a fucker. That's a bad thing, right? Yes. Someone calls you a fuckist. Oh. That's, that sounds important, does it yeah. not? Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a job already. Yeah. Like a and title. a master of your craft. Yeah. Yeah. Like a fuckist. Like that one can fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I like that. I'm going to put that on my next business card. The problem is, like, if you start associating IST with those positive things, you got to do it across the board. Rapist can't have that. <laughs> Raper? <laughs> Raper. That's what I'm saying. Raper okay. instead of rapist. But then you run into... The- into an issue with racist because you can't be a racer that's a different thing that's already a, you know what I mean so what I'm saying is there's some problems here but the suffix IST is confusing that's that's the bottom line 
Fair enough. That's the bottom line because I said so. <laughs> I'm thinking, where's this language going? <laughs> Is this a shoot? Oh, fuck. Um, that was fantastic. Yeah. Also, I just pulled up another fun thing for this episode when we get to the point. Should we get into this? Let's get into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. It's Raw from July 26th of 2004. I did not note where they are for this. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much. I didn't note it either, but I feel like they said it like four times. Oh, I, and I caught it every time somehow. I don't know. <laughs> so I picked this solely because of the Benoit and Triple H Iron Man match. So interesting thing about that. Yeah. You said to me. You'll see why I picked this when it starts. Yeah. When it started, I see Jonathan Coachman with ten women. Well, they. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, but... And now I'm thinking, what is Tom dragging <laughs> me into? Because I'm thinking, no, I, I you meant, meant like, opening shot. Yeah, because the opening... The, no, I meant like the opening video where they talk about... Benoit. That's after the they show the divas. That Okay, but I didn't know that when I told you you'll see why I picked this. Well, I know, but I didn't know you didn't know that. Well, now you know that I didn't know that you knew. This is an argument we don't need to be having right now. because my next note, My next note is, oh, because yes. then they played the video package. Yes. Which, first of all, they, they eliminate someone from the diva search right off the bat. They do? Or do no, they just say they're going to, and then later that happens. Later that, okay, 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 okay. Uh, I did, my first note on this does say, diva search open. I was like, what? Um, Weird. But then they play that video package, yes. and I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, so one of the things I did want to talk about, too, was Benoit's title run mm. was not good. Mm. Um, he basically had a handful of matches. He, he almost got the 08 CM Punk run because, like, he had matches with Kane on pay-per-view for the world title. It's like, nobody, we all knew Kane wasn't going to win, <laughs> right? And then, like, Triple H and Shawn Michaels would be the main event. Yeah. You know, like, he was kind of almost, like, pushed down. Like, the only people I remember him having pay-per-view matches with for the belt were Kane because uh, they ran the triple threat back from Mania, too. So he had Triple H and, and Shawn Michaels again. Yeah. And then, uh, fuck, he loses it not long after this episode, which is something else I want to talk about. Um, yeah, just did not give him a good run, really. Yeah. And I'm, oh I'm, I may be missing something God. in there. But. I really tried really hard to really move my knee out mm. of the way without really bumping the table. Well, you did. Uh, this theme song, though, for all. Union Underground? It's the best. Great. It is. It is. No. Don't even do that. It is the best. It, it's, it's, it's up there. It's up there. I'm not saying What would it, you... Just go with me. Where, the, where this would is you a, put up there? Nah, I don't know. Like... Thorn in Your Eye is always going to be fucking cool, even though it is a worse song by a, a thousand miles. Um, I just love that opening video. I love the fucking people just walking through fire and shit, even though this is a okay, very, very I, fucking I, I good I see what you're saying. Like, the video itself... The video ups the quality of the... Like, I'm talking, like, as an intro for... Like, if we're just saying it as a song, then this one. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I was, Unfortunately, I was arguing, but when I'm thinking, I like, would... of a raw intro, Thorn in Your Eye is just barely ahead of... Um, what is this? Union Underground. Yeah. Union Underground. I might, I might be able to give you that. 
I'm, it's it's but it's close. I I'm, it is very close. It's easily the second. Yeah. All the other. I I would love. I, I don't want to do this because I don't want to research it because I hate so many of them. But ranking the raw themes. You remember one day we tried to play it on here. We, I think on here, not on here. It no. was uh, we were on our way to Decora. That's right. That's right. And we played an a bunch of them. I don't yeah. even want to give them the satisfaction of their company being out of my mouth. Right. Um. On our way to a show, yeah, and we j- we had four fucking hours to kill, so we just decided, yeah, because God's remember, country it, of Decorah, some... Iowa, is in complete think, isolation from civilization. I think that was also the same car ride that like uh, we started playing uh, Creed and Nickelback. There was a lot of Creed, a lot of Nickelback, a lot of Seether, yeah, Possum Toadies, Kingdom. yeah, Possum Kingdom, yeah. Fuck. Anyway, that was a. Uh, Anyways. Stop reminiscing. So my my second note on this entire show is yeah. I hate Lawler. Oh fuck. I didn't catch Lawler doing much of anything on this show. Okay. I didn't like I was very I watched this and I don't know if I was just like in the right mood, if I was high or what, but I was like pretty much I don't know if I have any notes about Anything that is non-visual. I think the yeah. only thing that like really made me be like, I gotta write about this is uh, another diva search thing later. But, oh my god, man! Uh, my first yeah. note on the actual show proper just says Edge comes out to the ring full of fuck bitches. Mm. This was fun though because me and Meg are sitting there like, who the fuck's that guy? Who the fuck's that guy? And like had a long discussion on if Rodney Mac was Rodney Mac. Fun <laughs> fact: Rodney Mac. Uh, <laughs> um. They okay, so a little thing that we missed mm. in this divas thing before the opening video package, sure. before the opening intro song. Yes. I don't know why there's so many things before the intro song. Anyway, um, they they say that the divas later on are going uh. to get to <laughs> verbally seduce. Yes, a former WWE superstar. I made a note of that as well. Competitive verbal seduction. Mm-hmm. And people wonder why the ratings are down um, or went down. So, so Edge is out, then Matt Hardy. And I, the, at first, I was so mad about this. Because Jerry Lawler, at one point, literally says, what is going on? <laughs> like, they don't know what's happening. There's just people <laughs> well, coming out. I also, from, I'm, I'm not going to lie, like, from my perspective, I also was confused. I was, too, because they genuinely didn't know. Right. But then, Eric Bischoff comes out. Yes, after... Kane makes his entrance, yeah. which I was like, oh, this is a weird time period. Because this is just before Matt Hardy gets fired, the Edge lead a thing. And I was like, oh, fuck, they're in the ring together. Like, But then Matt gets injured, and while he's out, like, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, that's strange. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we always talk about that, you know, the, like that split and everything and the aftermath of it. And I was like, fuck, the time period leading right up to it is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also Kane. They they state multiple times yes. that he is going to be a father. Yeah, this is where he had, like, <laughs> uh, like dumped one in Lita. And Why did you gotta Because it's a disgusting storyline, so I need to make it even worse. Yeah, yeah that's fine. That's, that, I, I agree. I want people to realize, by the way, that the storyline here was... Hey Lita, if you don't fuck me, 
I'm just going to keep beating the ever-living shit out of your boyfriend night in and night out. And Lita said, fine, just stop hurting my boyfriend and fucked him. Or, and then Kane had lied about using a condom and just fucking blew it in there. Bl- so then now, that's where we're at. This is a, this is what they decided to do. Yeah, this is, they, they chose this. And not one person or enough people were like, hey, maybe we don't. Like, and even if we do, what, what, what is the end result here? Do we need to start hiring infants to portray the ba- Like, so stupid. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it so bad. Well, the, the, it's going to get Snitsky over by, by punting this baby doll. And it's going to get Kane over by, by overcoming Snitsky. <laughs> and it'll get Lita over, um... No, it, it actually won't. But that's not... We're not concerned about that. We're not concerned about that. I love that in this version, even Vince knows that it won't get Lita over at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not concerned about that. Um, I, I don't know why I love... One of my favorite words to... This is going to be specific, but... Mm. While doing the Vince McMahon... Impression. One of my favorite words to end a sentence with uh-huh. is that. Okay. Because right. you can just you can put so much in it. <laughs> that. That. We're not concerned about that. <laughs> oh my god. Especially because I do specifically like. Oh, 2016 and I, and I, beyond. See, Vince. I thought yours was almost more niche than that, where it's Vince <laughs> talking with Austin Theory from earlier this year. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. um, fuck. Okay, so Orton Orton comes out here. The 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 youth on this yeah. man, the majesty on yeah. him. Um, so then, Bishop. Oh, I have a oh, note. Dip, dip, dip. This is the worst robe I've ever seen Ric Flair wear. Yeah, it doesn't look great. It looks like it's falling apart as we're watching the show. It's got like gold accents, which yeah. would be cool on any other color than. Roasted brown, orangey. It's a burgundy. It looks like it's made out of corduroy. <laughs> Imagine. I'm out here styling and profiling in my $60 corduroy robe. And the gold accents look like. It was like. Um, what are those things called? They're like a glitter, but it's not. Like they're little, little tiny. Yes. Yeah. Like those hmm. that someone just kind of like threw at it. Yeah. yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Um, um, how big is old Batista here, though? He's pretty jacked. Yeah. Uh, so then, have Bischoff- you ever noticed that Batista's arms never move like a normal human being's? Well, they probably can't. But like, not even like a jacked human being. Like, not a, any human being they're, at they're all. They're always. Bent because of his multiple tricep and bicep injuries. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's got stone cold disease. As he I really does. <laughs> like, the way that Batista threw his clotheslines was always weird because he it's is like, at a straight up 90 degree angle with his hand trying to escape from his own wrist. It's so weird. Yeah. He looks like he's holding a pencil in his hand while he throws a clothesline. Yeah. Uh, fuck. So then Bischoff hypes the main event, says this is a number one contender battle royal. The winner of this faces the winner of the main event at SummerSlam. 
I was like, oh, fuck, this is how we get to Orton and Benoit. This is how we get yeah. to the youngest world champ ever. But the thing that I liked about it watching it this time around was I was like, because we don't yet know the outcome of the main event, and because especially back then, the idea of Triple H winning the belt on TV was pretty fucking plausible. Yeah. Like, the, the general consensus was, they'll put that fucking belt back on him anytime they fucking want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I was like, this is kind of fun because the main event isn't... You know what I mean? Like, you don't have that assumption of who's going over. Mm -hmm. So then this Battle Royal thing is actually more intriguing, and there were plenty of, like, from a fan's perspective back then, it would have been like, oh, fuck, if Jericho wins, we might get Benoit versus Jericho at SummerSlam, and they'll just have a fucking, you know, like a classic wrestling match. Yeah. That that wasn't outside of the realm of possibility here. Yeah. You know, if fucking, um, like, spoiler, Orton wins... But, like, oh, fuck, maybe it's Orton and Triple H. Maybe we implode evolution. Like, that was still a very plausible outcome. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of fun watching this. This gets a ton of time. Big time. But I didn't hate that. Um, I thought this was fun. I typically hate Battle Royals, but there's stakes to this one, so I like it. Yeah. Whenever a Battle Royal has stakes, like when Eddie uh, on uh, SmackDown... Yeah, the the battle royal who faces Brock at No Way Out. Mm-hmm. It's just great. Yeah, you know? so whenever it's just like here's a battle royal, I'm kind of like, okay, but what are we fighting for? Because the idea of the winner's purse has gone away. You know what I mean? Like, is there a winner's purse for a battle royal or something? Like, if there is, tell me. <laughs> Maybe. Like, Twenty thousand dollars. Sure, brother. I'd be clawing eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going full. Um, bottom rope, yeah. fetal position around it. Yeah. I will withstand this. You can't get me up. Um, Sneaking under the ring. There is a great elimination by Tajiri in this. Like, you meaning when he gets eliminated? No, or when he eliminates... By, okay. um, God damn it. I think it's um, Rob Conway, maybe? It's one of the mm-hmm. Lottery Resistance guys. Tajiri's on the apron. He does a sense of flip into the ring. The dude holds onto the ropes for reasons that I don't fully understand. And Tajiri just brings his feet up and puts them like into the guy's ass, and he just goes over the top rope to the floor. And I was like, I loved it. I, yeah. I don't know that I've seen that. And you know what else sense. I haven't seen hmm. that I loved? The way that Tajiri got eliminated. What was it? I don't recall. He goes to put Kane in the tarantula, and as he's hooking it, yeah. Kane just fights out of it and pushes his legs over. Yeah, I was like, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Why would you not do that? Yeah, I love that. I did actually like this. I, I wrote oh, big down time. this kind of rules, which is weird because I normally Lawler, would never care. Lawler says, and I'm not kidding you, mm. three fucking times he says, "Gotta give props to Eric for coming up with this." Mm. Yeah, you know, Eric Bischoff, inventor of the battle royal. Well, it's not even that. Say it once, mate. Oh, okay. He's like, what an idea this is. Gotta give props to Eric Bischoff. And like, five minutes later, says it again. And then the third time, I was like, alright. You're you're doing this on purpose. Mm -hmm. To fuck with me. (laughs) I don't know how Lawler has gotten a hold of a time machine. And just discovered your existence and gone back in time solely to troll you. Yeah. But that's what he's doing. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, uh, what do you think of the finish of this? So, a couple things. First of all, Lawler fucks up in a way I could not believe. He says, a huge RKO on Edge. He RKO'd Jericho. Oh, okay. And then, 
as uh, Jericho is being eliminated by, I believe, Evolution Boys, Edge comes up and starts fucking them up. Yeah. And he says, look at Jericho. What's he doing? Sticking his nose in people's business. He genuinely, genuinely couldn't tell them apart. Jericho's wearing the best gear he's ever worn. I did make a note of that. That's his fucking Mania 19 gear. I was like, what are you doing? I thought that would have been retired after that match. I'm okay with him wearing it more. Fuck, it's the best gear he's ever had. I just don't remember him wearing it again. (laughs) It just fucking startled me. Yeah. Uh, Flair hits a low blow on Edge. He goes, uh, Edge like Uh crumples and goes over to the ropes. Flair picks Edge up Mm. and then brings him back and low blows him a second (laughs) time. I lost my mind. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, that's amazing. Oh, my God. Um, Val Venus is eliminated by Kane by, um, during the break. And I was yeah. like, Val Venus in 04? Yeah. <laughs> I consistently forget that. Yeah. Um, I have a note here that says, oh, we're getting closer to the people who can actually have a chance to win. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, there's always people in battle royals where you're just like, right. Brother. Sorry, Rodney Mack, but you're not yeah, yeah. winning a pay-per-view, bud. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wrote down, once it got to a certain point, I wrote down, any finish here is good. Yeah. I think when they got to, like, maybe the last, probably five guys. Well, the last five was, um, Batista, Orton, Jericho, Jericho. Edge, and Maven. I know that Maven was was in the five. I was gonna say, once we said the last five, I was like, oh, I know that, I know that Maven was in the men. Me and Meg were reminiscing about Maven watching this, and I was like... Nobody remembers this, I guess, but me, but, like, right before he got fired, not that he was in bad shape beforehand, he got unbelievably jacked, and they put him in a tag team with Simon Dean. Hmm. And I was, she was like, that's a great idea. And I go, yeah, it actually kind of, they would just have matches on Sunday Night Heat, and the bit being that Maven got in such good shape because he was on the Simon system and whatnot, and I'm like, I kind of can't believe they didn't do more with that. I, yeah, honestly. Like, what a good shtick. Um, Flair's elimination. <laughs> so he wanted it to be whipped oh, into the corner. Whip into the Flair corner, out to the, the out to the buckle. Yeah, it doesn't get it. Yeah. And instead, and whoever it is that shoots him just lines him over the top. It was Edge. It was Edge. Okay. Yeah. Um. Instead of Edge, did not in fact grab Mister Flair and be like, "You want to try that again, kid?" <laughs> Which is great. Um. Then okay, so once it's it's down to Orton and Jericho, right? Yep. Yeah. They get a couple they get a couple minutes there. Yeah. And they really fight for the elimination. Mm-hmm. Like they really fight for it. It's just so good. I agree. And um, I thought the finish was interesting because it's almost like a precursor to the punt. Kinda, yeah. I also liked the uh, hey, RKO through the ropes thing. Same. That was cool. Did you feel about that uh that thigh slap from Orton? Oh he did, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah. He so the the that absolute finish is mark. <laughs> he through the middle rope. But honestly, it's almost like the the draping DDT, but he just hits the RKO yeah. and like Jericho goes to the back apron, out. but he's teasing the floor. Yeah, yeah. Which you might be able to argue half his. Body I thought his back fucking in. feet were back under the bottom rope at one point, but I was just kind of like, you know what, fuck it, whatever. I'm gonna go on this journey with you. I could make an argument. As a referee, I would count him back, back in, in because yeah. over half of his body came back. back. Right. But regardless, I'm forgiving it. 
he's still hanging on, and then Orton just kicks him right into the face, and then he falls. Which I'm like, that's cool. I like yeah, that. I, I kind of did too, because I, I like eliminations and battle royals that are not so, always pretty. Yeah. Like, sometimes it need like, uh, Sean, where Batista's just batting the rope and batting his hands in the rumble or whatever, and yeah, Sean just, uh, no, 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 and yeah. falls. I like that. Yeah. Like, it's stone simple, it makes sense, you know, whatever. Um... Take it. Take this for just a few seconds. I have to. I have to refuel here for just a bit. Refuel. Refuel. Okay. Um. So. Then, well, I knew this, but yeah, Orton wins. Uh, Orton versus Benoit. Um. So. They next. They say before they go to commercial. They say, a former WWE superstar gets seduced next. Yes. Now. What? Hang on. Because, first of all, stupid. But yeah. one of these commercials, because we get the fucking they... slam of the week. Yeah? We get the slam yeah. of the week. But then there is an ad for this device that I was like, what the fuck was this? I a don't Nokia remember. Engage. A Nokia Engage. I'm so glad it's, you remember this. I wrote down, it's, what? It's a phone that okay. you could play games on. I okay. So it's a phone that's like it's kind of it was like shaped like this. It had a screen in the middle. Yeah, and then it had like the key the the keys it on the other side. It looked ridiculous. Um, what you would do is you'd buy the game for the Nokia N gauge or okay. whatever. However, you, I don't you know. Uh, you take the battery out. Okay. And then replace it with that, which is like the battery, but it's also the game. Okay. Hope someone doesn't need to fucking get a hold of you while you're doing that. So Jesus. you can't use it as a phone and a gaming system simultaneously. This is no. a one or the other. Yeah. Okay, so here's the crazy thing. This is 04. I have a cell phone at this point. Mm -hmm. We all had different types of cell phones. I had never heard of this fucking thing. I have never seen one in my life. I've never known anyone who had one. So I was watching that commercial and being like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like the, the only reason I know about it is because of the angry video game nerd, because he did a... Uh, uh, an episode about Tomb Raider games, and there's a Tomb Raider game on the Nokia N-Gage. That can't be any good. It's... We, did, we didn't have the technology at that point. This is 2004? Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, my God. I, I Okay, the, the most odd phone, I guess, whatever you want to call it, that I ever had, and I love this fucking thing, was uh, a T-Mobile Sidekick. Mm. I loved that fucking phone. I love the fucking kick the screen out screen thing. I even had a couple games on that that were fun. Yeah. I love the little trackball. If that thing... If T-Mobile wasn't run by a bunch of incompetent fucks that they hire straight out of prison, I'd still have my sidekick. I would have never gotten rid of that fucking thing. I don't know why they don't make, like... Don't get me wrong. I understand that this fucking iPhone that I held in my hand does... Everything a hundred times better than the sidekick ever could. Yeah. Make a sidekick again, guys. Make Why? it fun. Make it fucking cool. This just fucking utilitarian brick that I have. I don't know. It's boring. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you noticed that, though. Um, you know who else sponsored this show? Who? Wrangler. Yeah. Real comfortable sponsors. I was really hope I was really upset that Lawler didn't say that cuz he was the one reading the ad for for Wrangler specifically. Um he also read an ad for I don't know what what this ad is for but it was something called Babe, Babe of the Year. 
I don't so, ever want to hear Lawler say that again. So they Ugh. did this. What's funny is I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about Babe of the Year because Trish Stratus won it. Hmm. And Meg brought that up, adds up. Yeah, Meg brought up that they only did it twice. Uh, would have been 04 and 05. Trish won both times, and then they stopped doing it. Amazing. It was just a made-up thing like the fucking Slammies or whatever the fuck else. Yeah. And yeah, that was it. Uh, okay. So, this fucking next segment. Yeah. Of all the wrestling that we've watched from any time period and from any company... This is one of the most painful things that I think I have endured for the process of this fucking podcast. Yeah. So, uh, real quick, there are nine women here doing this. Yeah. So I, my first note just says, oh fuck, Michelle McCool is here to horn up Kamala? Who is just standing behind a curtain and is then revealed and just doing Kamala stick. Yeah, He's making noises. And I don't know what his gut. I didn't know what Kamala's gimmick was, other than the, the stomach slapping. Well, Und- the the gimmick is something they could never even try to get away with, even in '04. He was just the Ugandan giant. He was literally portrayed as like a fucking savage from the deepest jungles of Africa. It's unbelievably offensive. Yeah, but but here he's just. A weird man giving himself a pink belly, wearing paint. Yeah, yeah. Why? So why? Like, cause at this point, cause you think you know what the diva search is for. <laughs> you think you know it's for that eighteen to thirty demographic of horned, horned up, up dudes. Dudes. I want to stress this. I was one of those dudes. I still hated this then. Now that's my point. What? Who is this for? They're swinging it. Dude, honestly, you know what it is? This is fucking because of, like, bullshit reality shows. Like, I know this is 04, so Survivor had already been around for, like, five years. It's for fucking people that like Survivor and Big Brother and The Amazing Race and all these other horseshit fucking... Dude, if somebody tries to dog on me for watching wrestling and then they tell me they watch reality shows, I'm like, you are not functional. Yeah. Like, you can't have yeah. that opinion. Oh, wow. I'm... I refuse. I refuse to let you think that. But, yeah, that's what it is. It's like, oh, what if we made wrestling and reality shows combined? It's like, or what if you just did a good show? What if you just did a good wrestling show? Yeah. With stories that are worth my time and investment with engaging characters. They have the divas. A little small spoiler for later. They God have the divas come out it. in bikinis, bikinis later. Yes, they do. I know what the primary goal of this diva search is. Yes, we do. You are shooting your angle in the foot by having Kamala be in this segment. Because he's taking away from the sex energy that you're trying to sell here. But I think, okay, so here's the stupid part, is I think that's what they, I think that they were like, oh man, won't it be funny? No, it's fucking not. Also, verbal seduction. So basically, the goal here is to get Kamala to say, I will fuck you. But... Kamala would have fucked any of them. They didn't even have to say anything. There's no point to any of this. That's the fucking prop. Like, if they had had someone that the character was, like, an aloof or some reason where they wouldn't want to fuck these women. This, okay, here's, let me make this segment I don't understand. 
slightly better. It's going to be very two, early 2000s. This sure. Is, I would never put this on the television now. Okay. But if you want to make this segment work, and it pains me to say this, hmm. but this man only has one or two uses in, in this business, and this is one of them. Okay. Put Scott Steiner in that role. Yes. You know what? Yeah. And and make it like the big bad booty be like he can only have one of you. Right. You gotta verbally seduce him. You know what? Yeah, you're right. Why not do that? Like now, granted, they didn't have. And starters, then he but would have. Like, to, he would someone like that. And... Yeah. Dude, like I. That's what I'm saying. Is with this, it, it'd be like, okay, Braden, I've entered you into a target shooting contest. Swerve. The target is the size of a fucking water tower. Like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I was just like, I don't understand. Also, so Michelle McCool is the first one up. And it's, 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 all of this is bad. Yeah. It's all indecipherable. It's, it's, it, it's. Kamala's too loud. The girls are too loud. They're all stupid. They're all freaking out, whatever. And I immediately was like, oh, wait. And I started trying to do the math, and Meg had to help me at this point. She goes, there's three more minutes. Three more fucking minutes of this. And I was like, oh, my God. The next two things I wrote down. I liked Christy Hemi. Mm. This is painful. Yeah. The next two things I have written down. This needs to end. My next note is, it's amazing that WWE could go from 2003 Mm -hmm. to this. Yeah. Dude, like, okay, my next couple things that I wrote down. Imagine that you bought a ticket to this show. <laughs> yeah. Man, like, fuck that. What, my, my this Carmella, the by show. the way, this Carmella that's in this thing and ends up winning was fucking awful. She sucked yeah. big time. Have I told the story about the finding the Playboys in the house and getting smacked in the head with a box of douche? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, at one point, someone says booga booga to him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that's verbally seducing, but okay. None, none of this is, by yeah, the way. Yeah, none of it. The, none of these... These women don't know who this guy is. I, they don't know what he's doing. A couple of them... I could. I don't know who... A couple of them got close to a seduction. Joy Giovanni was really fucking awesome and whatnot. But okay. Also, uh, real quick, I'm just going to jump ahead to something to further infuriate you. There are nine women in this contest at this point. Hmm. Seven of them ended up getting jobs. <laughs> The winner was the first one to be fired of the seven who got jobs. Yeah. So the diva searches to find the next seven divas. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, The problem is it was based on votes and not actual skill. (laughs) Dude, I really wanted Christy Hemme to win, and she gets down to the final two. Mm. And then for reasons that no one will ever explain to me... Christy Hemi's hotter than the, the this Carmella. Nobody can tell me otherwise. Mm. Uh, your opinion doesn't matter here. But, like, she was energetic and actually tried doing things and was fun. And, dude, some of these girls are just standing there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel bad for them, though, because I'm yeah. like, they don't know what the fuck is going on. Not Who at all. would? You're not a wrestling fan. I feel like they genuinely... You enter this fucking contest to try to win $250,000. I feel like they genuinely didn't talk about this segment at all. I do, too. It's like they're just set up for fucking failure. But, yeah, Christy Hemme You know who I think should have won this whole thing? Hmm. Maria. Wouldn't have bothered me. Maria's great. Um, She's had the longest run out of any of them. Yeah. Like, she's on AEW now. 
Like, mm-hmm. um, there's so, a SmackDown rebound. Is there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So basically, the SmackDown rebound, JBL kills a jobber and then gets confronted by Taker. Yes, and then they play a thing about uh, Kurt Angle mm-hmm. firing people, mm-hmm. and Vince McMahon's like, "I've had enough of this." You yes. bitch. He kicks the crutch away. Angle's not Angle's really hurt. Not hurt. Yep. He's like, you're a full-time in-ring competitor now. Mm-hmm. And at SummerSlam, it's going to be you versus Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. And then they show a shot of Vince doing the Eddie Guerrero shimmy. Oh, yeah. yeah. That man doesn't do it. <laughs> that man does it better than anyone I've ever seen <laughs> for the wrong reasons. He's got his head going. Like, the head's not even a part of it. Anyway. I also wrote down, I loved Kurt Angle as Dr. Evil as GM. Um, yeah, yeah. But, that was uh, fun. I wrote down, I don't remember SummerSlam 04. That might be something that would be fun to go back and, and revisit. I've watched it recently, I feel yeah? like. I okay. think. Uh, then we get some shit that we're just not ever going to fucking do again. Even though I felt like this was done the best possible. I was like, nope. Ivory... Stacy Keebler and Linda McMahon are shown at the Democratic National Convention. Now, here's the thing. They did do another segment at the Republican National Convention. This was part of the SmackDown, your vote thing, whatever. I, all I wrote down was, this cannot happen now. Never. I can't fucking believe it happened then. I, um, I wrote down, I can't watch this. And I didn't. Like I, I, I'm sure Stacy Keebler is a, a great person. I've never heard anything bad about her ever yeah. from anyone. Watching Ivory try to ask her about issues that matter, <laughs> I was like, this fucking hurts. Because, with all due respect to her, she's talking about things where I'm like, these are poor people problems. I love that these are things that you're concerned with. She has no fucking concept of, you know... Poor people getting health care. Someone's like, you, you were an NFL cheerleader. Then you were WT. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you're set. Well, she would go on to date George Clooney for a long time. <laughs> like, yeah. There's, um, I don't know. Just for me, like, regardless of what side it would have been on, it's just, I don't want to watch this. I'm trying to watch wrestling. Yeah. Like, I really, I don't want this. Dude, the idea, like, if, if they hadn't done this, if it had just been, like, the SmackDown Your Vote thing was literally just them trying to get people to go vote, which is great. Great, I, yeah. A, a million percent. And I appreciate that they did both sides of these appearances. Don't do those. Just do SmackDown Your Vote. WWE yeah. supports voting, you know, whatever. You know, go to Raw and then go vote or whatever. Who cares, right? Promote that all you fucking want. But this shit, I was just like... And now I can't even fucking fathom. Even though, like I said, they covered both sides equally. Even if they did it... Because it's three hours now. Yeah. Even if they did it on the same episode, back to back. Yeah. So that there wasn't any one episode that had one... You know Uh what I mean? That's how you'd have... If you did this, you can't do this. But if you did it, you'd have to do them back to back. And even then, somebody would bitch about, oh, the Republican Party went on first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, exactly. There's, there's no possible way win. to, like, it's great. Like, but here's the thing. I wish that some companies would, like, just be like, hey, you have a voice. Go make it heard. Go to the voting booth. Stick up for what you, you know, whatever. Promote yeah. democracy. But you can't do that anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, because you can't have a fucking fair, logical conversation in a public forum, especially not with like. Also, at this point, this is a publicly traded company here. 
Mm. That's another crazy thing about it to me. Like, now you'd never be able to get away with it because, like, your shareholders, your investors, whatever. Well, they, would, they still had those back then, but I don't know. It's just... It's so weird. It's yeah. just so weird. Uh, my, my now next it's note bikini is, time. My next note is bikinis now. Why? Just wrestle. <laughs> All I wrote down was bikini time. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, Chrissy ruled. Seven out of nine of these people got hired. They had a really good um, <sighs> backstage segment then, next. Yes, where Orton... Orton Wishes Triple H good luck. They yep. build, they do such a good job here of just of teasing oh. Orton's face turn. Te- not even th- that, but like teasing tension. Mm-hmm. It, well, there wasn't even really tension, but it, they teased it. Right. Like that's how you can tell that this was when the this segment this makes the, the them kicking started. Orton out makes sense. Yeah. Like. All of that makes perfect sense if you and, watch this And you segment. can tell that this is the start of that, like, exactly. that whole yeah. the, the story of that, that arc. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they did such a good job there. He shakes his hand. He's like, I don't need luck. I'm the game. Or right. You know what I mean? Triple H being the most badass person of all time because he can only ever be the most badass person of all time. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. We got the Sting of the Night after this as we promote YJ Stinger. Trucker amphetamines put in a can. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking a. Wow. Uh, so then, here we go. A two-match. Two matches on this fucking card. That's that's my biggest problem with this episode. It's that's crazy just, to me. There is nothing for the mid-card. No. Or the undercard. At all. It's literally a battle royal, a bunch of diva search shit. It's a battle royal for the main event of SummerSlam, and uh-huh. it's a main event is... is If this was a different year, they would have had five matches. Even on a two-hour episode, they would have had five matches on the undercard. They yeah. all would have gone two and a half minutes. If this were 03. Yeah. But here's That's the thing. I'm, I'm not saying... How... But here's the thing. I didn't hate that battle royal. Oh no! I mean, I'm not saying that this is this, a bad thing. I'm just saying it, it's shocking. It's just yeah. weird. Like this to is me, one of the strangest episodes of Raw, and nobody talks about it for that reason alone. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't talk about it because of the Benoit unpleasantness, but like, yeah. I have a note next that I didn't think I would ever have in my entire Wow Ed career. Let's hear it. Good gear from Benoit. I same. I noted it too. I don't. Yeah, I wrote down good tights here. Simple but good. Just do that. It should have just always been that. Right. Oh Fuck, my god! I, I still like this WCW stuff, but like, oh yeah, this I mean, was this was fine. good. This was good. Um, um, there's only been so few Iron Man matches. We have now covered two of them. The only ones that we have not covered are uh, Brett versus Sean, which I've talked about on here before, yeah. guys. I don't fucking like it. Um, the Triple H versus Rock, which I would love to do because it's batshit insane. Also, the idea of The Rock having a 60-minute match is just incredible. Yeah. And Orton versus Cena in a in an Iron Man match with had no countouts and no disqualifications. Mm. So, I remember hating that one. Like, fervently. I've never rewatched it. And I'm talking when I say what? this, I'm talking the full hour. What year? Uh, nine, ten, somewhere in there. That really, maybe eight. That early? 
I'd have to look, yeah. It was I don't know yeah. why, but this seems like something that would have happened in in, in 2014, 2015. You know what no, I mean? Like yeah, when they were no. just Um But anyway, so here we are today though. Holy shit, I did not expect that. Anyway. Trips versus Benoit, one hour. Yeah. This belt looks perfect on Benoit. Yeah. Like we we've talked about that a lot on here. You know um, what belt would have looked cooler on hmm. The, the Undisputed title? I think so. I, I can see that. Wouldn't bother me. Um, I started to say that as a little shithead, but now, like, when I really thought about it, I genu- I stand by it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good idea. I, mean, I stand by it. Your, I think you should leave. I think it's crazy that they haven't done one of these since the show went to three hours. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, it just... When's the last... So, oh, eight, oh, nine. That would have been the last... Iron Man match ever, right? Or like it's in the Fed at least for an hour, yeah. For an hour, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like I mean. Sean and Cena had that one match on Raw that everyone always raves about, and the time that it went is highly disputed. Some people say it's an hour, some people say it's fifty minutes, but that's the last. Like, but how, it wasn't an can, Iron Man match; it was just a really long match. Yeah, but how can you have a dispute on that? It was, I think, it was in England or something. So, like, some of it got cut for air. It, it, it was something like that. I don't know. Okay. It, um. So before we get into this match, if and you don't mind, we talked about doing this before on here. I thought an old theme. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Folks, I'm about to read the lineage of the World Heavyweight Championship, specifically the WWE version of this. So if you're a longtime listener to the show, you've heard the WCW one. So this is post that, okay? Do you remember who the inaugural World Heavyweight Champion of this era was, Braden? Remember? Uh, was it The Rock? Negative. Triple H. Mm. Uh, literally was just awarded the title by Bischoff. That's Great. how they did it. So basically the storyline version of this was Brock had won the uh, undisputed title. And quote is now a SmackDown-exclusive talent, like, refused to compete on Raw. So Bischoff came out and basically was like, you people deserve your own world champion, and brings back the the world heavyweight title, and people are like, oh, Bischoff, WCW, you know, whatever, and literally just goes, and your first world champion is Triple H, and literally just gives it to him. That's stupid, and I hate it. I hated it then, and I hate it now. Randy Orton has more world title reigns than Triple H. I've just decided that. that. Is that true? Well, they're both tied at 14, technically, oh. but I don't, I'm not counting. I won't, and I will not count that. He's <laughs> at 13. So, Pitch. that was September 2nd of 2002. Shawn Michaels would win it November 17th of 02 at Survivor Series. Uh, that would have been the Elimination Chamber match. Yeah. Uh, one month later, not even a full month, December 15th, Triple H wins it back at Armageddon 2002, a very... Bad pay-per-view, but that's a three stages of hell match, and I think they go like 50 minutes, if my memory serves. Uh, fuck. Triple H held it from December of 02 to September of 03. So that's a solid 10-month run before losing it to Goldberg. Goldberg would then lose it back to Triple H. Triple H would lose it to Benoit at Mania 20. Benoit would lose it to Randy Orton. Not long after the show we're reviewing today at SummerSlam, Randy Orton would lose it less than a month later to Triple H 
We're now in September of 04. The title was then vacated. Mm. I remember this. This was on Raw. There was a triple threat match. It's uh, Benoit, Edge, and Triple H. The finish, Triple H gets fucked off like over the barricade. Benoit puts Edge in the crossface. Edge rolls Benoit up while he's still in the hold. Taps out as the three count is occurring. So it was declared a double fucky whatever the fuck. And they just vacated the title. Okay. Only for it to then be won by Triple H. Uh, in an Elimination Chamber match. Uh, Batista wins in April of 05. The title was then vacated January of 06 after he had a triceps injury. Amazing. Kurt Angle would win it four days later. Battle Royal on SmackDown. I remember that. Rey Mysterio wins it uh, April of 2006 at WrestleMania. Yeah. He would then lose it in July to King Booker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Booker would hold it from July to November. Lose it back to Batista. The Undertaker would beat Batista April 1st of 07 at WrestleMania. That match fucking rules. Edge beats Taker uh, less than a month later. The title was then vacated. Yes. Edge vacated the title after he was signed with a legit pectoral injury. Mm-hmm. The Great Khali then won the belt in July. He lost it to Batista in September in a triple threat match involving Rey Mysterio. Batista, Khali, and Rey. Okay. Why? I Because I you wanted small, medium, and large? I guess. Small, large, and gigantic. Um, <laughs> Edge would win it in December of 07. The Undertaker defeats Edge in March at uh, WrestleMania. No, I don't... I think Triple H is the only world champion to retain at Mania. Really? Because uh, he beat Booker. Yeah. But that's the only time that's happened? We'll, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, the title was then vacated. <laughs> Vicky Guerrero stripped The Undertaker of the title for using the Hell's Gate submission, which he had deemed to be too dangerous and was a banned hold. Oh. Barred hold, if you will. Edge won it June 1st. CM Punk wins it June 30th of 2008. That would have been his first cash-in. Punk loses it to Jericho, technically, because he gets taken out of the championship scramble match. Yeah, there's that. Uh, Batista wins it in October of 08. Jericho wins it November of 08. John Cena wins it 20 days later in 08. Amazing. Edge wins it in February of 2009. I remember that. It was an Elimination Chamber match. So... Um, Edge is in the opening match in the chamber, loses the WWE title, comes back in the main event that's another chamber match, beats the shit out of Kofi, takes his spot, which, because that, you know, is how that works, uh, and then wins the world title. So he lost one and won the other in the same night. Okay. Um, and then the really cool thing was a year later, Kofi's making his entrance for the chamber and stops on the ramp and, like, looks behind him like, wait, wait, what, what? Okay, yeah, we're good. And then got in. I, I love that. Uh, let's see. John Cena wins it at WrestleMania 25 in a triple threat match that's also involving the Big Show, which is also very good. Edge wins it a few weeks later. Jeff Hardy wins the world title in June. CM Punk wins it minutes later when he cashes in for a second time. Yes. Jeff Hardy wins it. Month and change later, at the end of July. That's uh, Extreme Rules 09, right? Correct. Yeah, that that's real a good. good bit of fucking hardware there. <laughs> big time, big time. Uh, 
Punk wins it back in August of 09. The Undertaker wins it in October of 09. Chris Jericho... Oh, wait, there's another one. Chris Jericho wins it in February at the Elimination Chamber. Jericho retains against Edge. So the only two people so far that have retained at Mania with this belt are Triple H and Jericho. Jack Swagger beats Jericho the same week as Mania, cashed in his Money in the Bank uh, briefcase. Rey Mysterio beats Jack Swagger uh, March, April, May, two months later. Wait, what year is this? We're in 2010 now. Ray. Ray. That's right, Ray. In 2010. Yes. I have no memory of this. He won it at Fatal 4-Way, another show I want to do on here because they only did it once. Um, Four-Way match with Big Show, CM Punk, Swagger, and Ray. They had a Fatal 4-Way match at Fatal 4-Way. They actually had a couple. (laughs) Damn. Weird, huh? Yeah. Kane Hmm. wins the world title in July of 2010. Is this when he cashes in? It is. He was the first man to cash in on the same night. Oh, okay. Uh, Edge. Oh, by the way, my friends and I, when Kane won the briefcase, because at that point every cash-in had been successful, we all thought Kane would be the first guy to cash in and lose. Mm. That's how fucking buried he had been at that point. Amazing. Um, Edge wins it in December. The title was then vacated. Yes. Edge was stripped of the title as a result of using the spear, which had been banned by Vicky Guerrero. Oh my god! Vicky Guerrero keeps vacating this... That's For two. the same reasons. That's two. Okay, so here's where it gets real fun. So, it's vacated on February 15th, because Edge used the spear. Dolph Ziggler is awarded the title because he was the one who had been speared illegally. Edge then wins it Later that same night, so the title is vacated, awarded, and then lost, all on one episode of television. Uh, Why even do that? (laughs) Because, fuck them. The title was then vacated. No. Edge relinquished the title when he announced his immediate retirement as a result of his neck injuries. Oh. So, yeah. That's depressing. So he, that whole bit with Ziggler, it was on February 15th. It's vacated the day after Mania, uh, April 12th. So, like. Not even two months. Mm. Yeah. Christian wins it. May 1st. Ladder match. Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. Oh, we're in some good territory now here. We're, now we're cooking we're with in gas. Some, yeah. Yeah. Randy Orton wins it technically yeah. two days, but, you know, five days uh, later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christian wins it back July 17th at Money in the Bank. Yep. Randy Orton wins it in August uh, at SummerSlam. Yep. Mark Henry wins the world title in September of 2011. Big Show wins it December 18th of 2011. Daniel Bryan wins it immediately thereafter cashing in. Yes. Sheamus beats Bryan at WrestleMania. 18 seconds. Yep, 18 seconds. This I don't recall at all. Big Show wins it again in December of, or I'm sorry, October of 2012. I don't recall that happening. That had to have been his last world title reign. Yeah. Del Rio wins it in January of 2013. Big Show versus Del Rio? Uh, Yeah, that was on SmackDown. Mate. It was a last man standing match on SmackDown between Del Rio and Big Show. Why not punish your audience further? Uh, Dolph Ziggler wins it April of 2013. That's his cash-in. That's yeah, his moment. That's Del Rio wins it back <laughs> June of 2013. Holds it until October 27th when he's defeated by John Cena. 
Then Randy Orton, December of 2013, in a Tables, Ladders, and Chairs unification match. That's when they unified the And that's yeah, when yeah, they yeah. unified the belts, yes. So, yeah, that's the illustrious But then WWE. technically doesn't Daniel Bryan win it at Mania that later? Well, no, because it's one year? championship. It's just represented by two well, I know. titles. I know, I'm just saying. Is right. that next, is that, was that the next step? In no, the, that, the, that's, that's, that's it. It just says unified. That's that. Randy Orton defeated no, Bobby No, I'm asking your encyclopedic knowledge. Yes. Did that happen next? Once the titles were unified and it's a new belt. Yeah. Then it was Daniel Bryan at Mania. Yeah. That's what I was asking. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry. I know that Wikipedia didn't. <laughs> I was just anyway. very confused. I was like, what don't you understand? Six vacations. Yeah. Two at the Vicky Guerrero, Vicky Guerrero yeah. Yeah. saying you can't do that move anymore. Wow. Hmm. I can't believe that multiple times in one belt, in any belt's lineage, but yeah. multiple times the b- belt was vacated because someone used a move that was banned. And like those times, so in, many... both times involved Edge and Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> one in yeah. Edge's favor and one to his detriment. Like maybe two years apart? Not yeah. even? Like... I love that Dolph Ziggler is a two-time champion and never had a successful defense. <laughs> mm. Like, the duration of his first title reign is the match in which he lost it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, let's talk about this fucking Iron Man match here. Yeah, wow, we didn't even... <laughs> we, we, no, we, we got that and then we're out. Um... So they do a good, of course, they start with a good bit of wrestling. Yeah. Right, of course. I was very surprised, in a good way, for the first fall. Yeah. Being Benoit has the cross face. Uh-huh. Triple H is fighting it, fighting it, fighting it, whatever. Um, back into a crucifix pin. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. Just, that's the first fall right there. Yeah. Big time. Like, Fuck yeah. Um... That, there's a theme in this match that I really fucking enjoyed. Like, I think that part of the fun of the Iron Man match concept is... I think it's a double-edged sword. Because asking fans to stay invested for an hour is... Mm-hmm. That's a lot, man. Like, you're, yeah. you are asking a lot from your audience. And for the performers to be able to keep it, like, interesting is asking a lot of them. Yeah. You know, like, no matter how good you are, like... Fuck, man, 60 minutes is a long time to watch something. You know, like mm-hmm. that's not a, a a film, I guess. But like, there's so much stuff in this that I really fucking liked, and that was one of them. Like, I liked that there's a theme in this match of people getting wins off of things that are not their fucking finishers. Yeah, they would never allow this now. If Drew McIntyre was in a fucking uh, well, I shouldn't say now, under the Vince McMahon regime or whatever, the last several years. If Drew McIntyre was in a fucking Iron Man match, he'd just be hitting five fucking Claymores. Yeah. Like, nothing else he does fucking matters, right? But, anyways. Uh, I wrote down storytelling through the basics for the first several minutes of this. There's a lot of, like, Triple H powder into the outside, eating up the clock, you know, whatever. He's clearly being out-wrestled. Benoit's taking the ring. Shit like that. I love that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Benoit dives and, and yeah, he dies hard. It's truly a suicide dive. Um, well, yeah, I probably wouldn't have said that if not yet. <laughs> Oof. Um, 
Benoit so, will also be taking these hard buckles in this match. Several he takes times. one of them to the... Uh, probably several of them, but There's like... There's two the, to the chest, the I chest. know. Yeah. Mate. He is... Like, if you're trying, listening to this... He's trying to move the ring. Like, he's genuinely trying to move the ring. If you're listening to this and you're not a wrestler or, or anything like that, arguably the most painful thing that you can do is to be shot into the corner chest first. And to commit to it. Like... Yeah. Because there is there is no way to not. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's like, no way to not. It, it's either you puss out and it looks like shit, or you commit and it fucking hurts like hell. I would rather fully commit, get my feet up in the air, take the buckle back first and pancake out. Feet Absolutely. don't even touch. And Facebook. I'd rather do that times seven times a day. Million times over. Um, I'd rather... I'd rather you... Shoot me in, but as you shoot me in, you throw my head down, and I do a flip bump into the buckle and take sure. it back. I'd rather do that ten times out of it. I, dude. I also, never. by the way, I, I did make a note. New guys, new wrestlers, watch this fucking match because there it is for probably about. I, mean, I should have marked it about fifty-three of the sixty minutes of this. It is just wrestling, and it's very fucking well executed and good wrestling. Maybe 50 minutes. I don't know. There, there's shenanigans. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know when the but shenanigans happen. But it's towards but... the closing, closing stretch. Oh, big time, big time. Uh, uh, dude, so Benoit has Chris... this Indian Deathlock. Um, yeah. And he's head bu- he's beating the fuck out of yeah. the headbutts Triple H. You should do that and do your haymaker. You're Ooh, welcome. Indian Deathlock and then just fucking swat a guy with yeah. his fist. I love that. I gotta get that fucking reverse curb something back in, too. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Sorry. Um, Triple H gets a pedigree, so then we're tied up at one and one. Yeah, which I love that he just... He he gets control somehow. Oh, you know what it is? Boot up in the corner. And yeah. Benoit. Eats it. He eats several of those in this match. It's so to such a yeah. point that... It, I do remember JR calling it out at some point. Because they keep going back to it. And he literally says, it's been a weak spot for Benoit in this match. And I'm like... Jim's noticing that they keep going back to that. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Um, boot up, pedigree. But, but there's ball. a... So he hits this boot up in the corner. Yeah. Right? And then they show a shot of, of Benoit's face. Mm-hmm. Mouth is bloody. Yeah. Christ almighty, Chris. Dude, all the time. Just Fucking. absolutely, literally eating them. Um, but then he hits the pedigree for the fucking... Three. Tie it up. Tie it up. And I'm like, that's... Awesome. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, so a few more minutes go by. We're doing some fun shit. We're working a body part. Triple H goes up two to one after a count out, which I, again, love. Because he gourd busters him on the, on the Stairs? steps. Yeah, that's what it Just, was. Yeah. Chest yeah, first. Because he's working the sternum. That's what Which I love yeah. that. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that. Mm-hmm. I also have a note here missing the diving headbutt. I would never do it. I oh, wouldn't yeah. even, I wouldn't ever do it, let alone miss it. Uh, so when I first got to the point where I could springboard and I had the idea the thought of because I can do this, I need to do this, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, but that's all what I could we all, all could, have that thought. Yeah. All I could really do was the springboard and then I, you know, I wasn't good enough to do anything cool off of it. So the only things that I ever did off of it were either the springboard Full fucking shotgun drop kick. So just the biggest back bump I could possibly take, right? Yeah, yeah. And once or twice I tooled around the idea of doing springboard diving headbutt. Yeah, okay. 
I think I did it twice, and both times I was like, this looks like shit, and it hurts. No more. <laughs> yeah. And that was that. Never, dude. I would never do that. Um, Every so often I convince myself that I could still springboard, and I want to do it just to see people be like, oh, fuck! But, yeah. It'd be dope. Get yeah. the crash pad out. Yeah. Um. So, Lawler says... We keep saying sternum. For those in Oklahoma, that's the breast bone. Yeah. What does that even mean? I think he's just trying to dig at JR for some reason, provoke some sort of a response from him. Fuck you, Lawler. <laughs> like, um, so, here's the thing I wanted to get into. I had this thought. Not only over the years did the overall quality of the product go down, mm. so did the crowd. <laughs> Oh, they're because, not they're not into this for a long time. No. And the the amount that they're up and into Angle and Lesnar from last year mm-hmm. on SmackDown. Yeah. And then you have Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins yeah. for thirty minutes. Yeah. Two and all the, they and all they care point, about is that. Two of the clock. best fucking wrestlers that they In could the ever have. Yeah. And they're yeah, they're, to your, they're they're more focused on the clock. Yeah. How can you? How? The fans like, suck. <laughs> I think that like we've talked about this before with certain types of matches too, where it's the NASCAR syndrome, where it's like yeah, you could watch this hour match or you could just watch the last five minutes and see who wins. You know, like that's what I mean when I say it's, this is a tough match for people to pull yeah. off. I think that the SmackDown one benefits a little bit from one. It's a very much faster paced match. Well, that's Angle. And that's Lesner. Angle and it's Lesnar. Especially so it's at that time, yeah. Definitely faster paced. But I like that this one was slower paced. I like that this felt like too. a fucking match. Um, and I do think the SmackDown one also benefits from some of that noise that we hear watching that back gets piped in. You know, like they had the benefit of editing the show. The crowd was still up for it. Yeah. Definitely. But, uh, you know. Uh, um, there is a finish off of a spine buster at yeah. this point. I popped so huge. Same. Because it makes perfect sense. But He's I was already like, battered the fuck down. Yeah. And it's one of Triple H's best moves. And I was just like, whoa, what? And I think that's around the point where I was like, they wouldn't allow that today. Yeah. You know? it's So it's three to one in, in Tripp's favor. Right. He's going for this pedigree. He's going for this pedigree. Yep. Benoit's fighting it, fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. They do something, something, yep. something. He goes for the pedigree again. Benoit just double legs him and yep. puts him in the sharpshooter. And he's in this thing for ages. Yeah. But it's so good because you want him to get that one fall just to narrow the gap. And um, he does. And he does. Which and blew my fucking mind. It blew my absolute mind. I was really? Because like, Benoit would not... win at, t- at this point with the sharpshooter. Which... Which I I, I I didn't know that. Right. Were you just surprised that Triple H tapped out to it or what? Yes, and here's why. Because you know how I always like to... I Most matches will follow at least five of the seven basic steps. Of course. Right? Yeah. Sometimes you don't have a shine. Sometimes you don't have falsies. Sometimes sure. you don't... You know what I mean? Like, there's an infinite number of things you can just cut out, right? But... I always like to find those basic steps yeah. structurally in these matches, which sure. which you've you've seen me do before. Yeah. Um. But so Benoit gets this fall on this sharpshooter, and then Trips rolls out to the outside, and I was like, "This, 
by technicality, is the double down into the comeback. And my mind oh, yeah, is yeah. fucking shattered right. that it's also a fall. Right. Yeah. By technicality. Awesome. I, I was like, that is fucking awesome. I, my favorite part of this was at one point while Triple H is selling the sharpshooter, they show him and he's biting his own hand. Yeah. To, because the whole like bite down on something to alleviate the pain. He doesn't have anything. Fuck it. He just bite. I was like, I really fucking like that. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's very cool. Uh, Trips is really good here in the next like five minutes with mm-hmm. just trying to get away from Ben Wallace. Yeah. But still like selling the fact that he's like had his back right unnaturally wrenched. wrenched. Yeah. So, and even I that makes that. sense too because it's another thing where it's like, well, he's still ahead at this point um, by a fall. It's still three to two. Yeah. He doesn't have to fucking beat Benoit anymore. Benoit has to beat him. He yeah. can just fucking ride out the clock. Which is great. Yeah. And then um, they go back in the ring. Benoit gets him or whatever. Shoots him in the corner. Runs yeah. in. Boot. Another boot up. That's when Lawler says... Or uh, that's JR. when JR says... Yeah. Uh, sort of a weakness mm-hmm. for Benoit at this point. Because then Triple H comes off the ropes with the flying nothing. Nothing, yep. Caught, cross face. Cross it, caught in the cross face and Triple H tapped. And I was Again. like, that makes fucking sense but it's not at all what i expected i never liked how triple h sold the cross face in the sense that his arm is just easily bent like i don't like how he just looks like he's just chilling there like i like the arm to be out like you're being torn apart at several points you know what i like more than the cross face Hmm. that i just the label lock sure yeah because it's an also it's a hammer lock yeah God, it's the labellock is never. more of a shoot hold. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, blah 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 blah. So now we're tied up at three and three. Yes, which is which. This is great. So then Batista and Flair come down. Here comes Dave and Richard. <laughs> I don't know why they caught me off guard. <laughs> it really did though. Um, so Batista posts Benoit. So I love the way that this is done here. So mm-hmm. Benoit is on the apron. Triple yep. H is is in the ring. Benoit's just gutting him over mm-hmm. and over again. And he comes in for one, and Trips gets the knee up right, right to the face. Right. Then he takes the ref. Batista posts him. You could easily explain to the referee that that blood was caused by the knee to the face. Sure. Now, I thought this was interesting because Benoit very, very rarely, if ever, gigged. Like Which most he absolutely of, did here. Oh, yeah. God damn. But, like, most of the time, if you saw Benoit bloody, it was because he had actually fucking busted his own ass up. Yeah. But I was like, that's interesting. You know, I, I kind of dug it here. Um, his mouth is shoot bleeding earlier oh, yeah. in this match. Well, I mean, like, uh, I think it's the first money in the bank. He has stitches in his head from headbutting someone, and then he busts his own stitches open in that match. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, really good ref bump. Yeah, Chioda really bumps. Bump. I love whenever Chioda bumps. I think he's Looks the like best he bumper. Yeah. I think he's the best ref bumper. Uh, it's insane to me that he has been let go f- by there and then is now done with refing after going to AEW yeah. for a short bit. I was going to say, I knew he was there for a minute, but yeah. Um, Mike Chioda is so, my favorite referee of all time. I don't know why. Oh, I really just... I fucking love Mike Chioda. Never even thought about it. If I had to go with one off the top of my head, Charles Robinson. He's he's up there for me. 
Um, he's number two for me. Number three is Brian Hebner, which sounds weird, but no way out. Oh, four. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, Triple H hits Benoit in the back of the head with a chair. So hard. Anytime, he hits like him so hard. You know how like hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah. There's some weird version of hindsight being twenty twenty with that shit. Where I'm like, every time I watch a Benoit match and I see head trauma, I'm just like, mm. well. That didn't help anybody. Like, <laughs> in that fact, one, it actively one, hurt three people, dude. Badly. This one, I was like, God damn, that's just fucking. Which is weird because Triple H doesn't normally. You know what I mean? Like you, like, like of all the things you could say about Triple H, I've never thought he was like unsafe or reckless. That was a little fucking much. Both. I think, uh, yeah. yeah, big time. That's what I mean. That that like, only added to the whoa, whoa. either to the back or let a motherfucker turn around. Anything. I ah. yeah, it was. Fucked. I know. Um, I know. Benoit's not gonna put his hand up, but at least give him the option. <laughs> at least let him see it. Uh, so um, then, cross face, but the refs down. Tyson, yeah. Ric Flair, uh, uh, interfere. Um, then that that's when the the chair shot happens, and then okay. there's this great yeah. falsy off of it because yeah, big time. Then they're like, Bischoff is out with another yeah, ref. another referee, yeah. uh, and then that guy gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> Triple H just fucking kills him. Um, then Eugene comes out. Yes. Because why? So, here are where my problems are with this match. And it's not just because it's, it's Eugene. Because yeah. hindsight, because they right. explained after all this had gone down on commentary. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, so it does serve the purpose it of does. the story. Fine. I'm willing to go that Eugene makes the save here. Yes. What I don't like is that he hits Triple H in the head with a tri- with with the chair. Yeah. And Triple H is down for several minutes. Yeah. And that's that's that. That's it. I it was odd. I was expecting the kick out. I, I hated honestly, that the world that champion too. retained directly off of somebody helping him. Even Dude. though, even though he is in the situation of it being three on one, before you come back, he's angrily pacing. Before you come back, grab me a beer out of the fridge. Even though it's a situation where it is three on one, he's been hit in the back of the head with a chair, this, that, and the other. I understand that, right? I still don't like him retaining directly off of that. I would have rather seen the kick out and then... I don't know, a diving headbutt, or for that matter, even don't go for the cover. Just see that he's dead after the chair shot, climb up, diving headbutt, then the finish. That's exactly what my notes are. Like, it didn't make Benoit look good at all. Baby faces at all. It doesn't have to be a champion. Baby faces at all being helped to win unless it serves a specific story point. I hate that. I think there's a difference between getting the assist and getting fed the fucking win. To me, Benoit was fed the win here. Yeah. Like, like, like I said, I understand. There's a fucking group of people out here that are fucking you up. I'm, and you are one man. I understand. Okay, you got to do something right to balance. The, here he comes to even the odds. But to win directly off of that, then I'm like, well, why isn't Eugene the number one contender? You know what I mean? Like, I don't or, know. Or in it's contention. So, it's, it's so weird to me. Like... Here's here's a perfect example. I know I, I I know I said earlier 
quite literally that I wasn't going to talk about figure things on the <laughs> on the podcast, but I did a thing where I needed I wanted for the purposes of the story I was telling with my figures. There's a lot more to that. Maybe I'll get into it on a bonus episode later. Who knows? Um, but to serve the purposes of the story, I had Buddy Murphy screw Shawn Michaels out of a King of the Ring match. Okay. I was very, very careful with the way I structured it so that Danielson didn't get fed the win, like to your point. Right. I had Buddy Murphy distract Shawn Michaels. They do the chase around the thing, gets back in the ring, and when Shawn gets back in the ring, Danielson goes for the knee, he moves, and then I, then I did a sequence into the finish. So there's a distraction from Buddy Murphy, but Danielson still, on his own merit, beat Shawn Michaels. Like, that was important. And that's the thing about, that's like... That's the thing I... When we talk about, like, the the phrase heat in wrestling, this is a transitive concept. Mm -hmm. You can have heat and pass it off to somebody else. It can be shared, distributed, whatever, right? Like, and there's right ways to do it, and there's wrong ways to do it. Um, Case in point, ages ago, when I'm doing the fucking undefeated thing at Dreamwave, the time has come, you know, whatever. Cage is going to be the guy that breaks the streak. The original finish was going to be that Brubaker was going to do the run-in, hit me with knuckles, and Cage would just fucking pin me. And we both fought very hard and said, no, absolutely not. If nothing else, do that. Brew leaves. I stumble to my feet. Cage hits his fucking code breaker. That's the fucking finish. That way you can share that fucking heat. That was the compromise that we made. Because then I can branch off and feed with Brubaker, which is what I did. Yeah. And Cage can still be like, I hit the move. I pinned him this, that, and the other. I can blame Brew. You know what I mean? Like, now you're wide open. You can you can go any fucking route that you want to fucking go. Yeah. You know, um, but this I was just kind of like, ugh. But I I love this match up until that. Even yeah. the sh- even the shenanigans and the run-ins, I still very much enjoyed up until that actual fucking finish. If I were that, re- that really fucking took the wind out of my sails. If I were agenting this, which sounds incredible because sure. I'm a 22 year old with two years into the business, right? And these are, mm-hmm. I mean, they're 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 in the big time. Two of the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But if I were agenting this, what mm-hmm. I would have done is I would have had keep everything the same. Mm-hmm. Chair shot to the head. Who cares? Why not? Benoit doesn't even get in the ring. Just you see his hand on the bottom turnbuckle, yeah. and he crawls his way up to the top rope. You can have him hit his hit, big hit fucking big deal. Triple H is already in the real finish. Yeah. He's down for forty-five minutes. Why not? So he'll be down anyway. Diving headbutt. Finish. Then you can still have the fucking Mike Kyoto gets. Yeah. Back in the ring with Eugene's help, and then you can have the slow count that with five seconds left or whatever. Yeah. Just adding that one little, just adding him hitting the diving headbutt at all. Yeah. T- it takes all my problems away. Like yeah. honestly, it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's just weird. Big dream. Like when you said he, this is his. It was the 08 CM Punk. Yeah. I immediately thought of this finish. <laughs> like when you said that earlier. Uh, I was like, yeah, I can see that. All right, real quick, before we wrap this up, do we have any mail? Oh, you know what? We might. Because dear friend of the show, Rita, has been yelling at me for not reading mail. We did it on the bonus episode. That's what Be- I thought. That, that was part of that was part That's of what I the thought, bonus you episode. dumb bitch. Jesus. Quit coming at me. The, uh, the bonus episode was partially because you had said... Had to had, read mail. Yeah. Read mail, and... Uh, um. We like to do that on the free episodes because 
If we have some, great. If not, whatever. We'll wrap we this have one. We have one. From Rita. Of course Rita. it is. All right. Dearest Rita writes, subject line, you can't skip lunch. <laughs> hey, what's up, dudes? Well, I know you didn't ask, but I'm doing it anyway. My top three fast food restaurants. Okay. Rita, I want to let you know. We're going to read this, and we're going to argue with you as this letter progresses. Number three, Taco Bell. Fuck you. Says uh, top 28. She says, yeah, I said it. When I was in high school, a little thing called the grilled stuffed burrito was invented. The nostalgia I have for shitting myself every time I ate one brings a tear to my eye and a sting to my butthole. Taco Bell is not good, and I'm tired of people thinking that it is. If you want trash... There's better trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's better trash. Is a, <laughs> there's never been a better way to put that. About once every like year and a half to two years, I'll have Taco Bell. Because at that point, I've forgotten the last time I had it, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like a Westworld host. I just reset. And then I eat it, and I'm like, why am I doing this? This is just bad. Uh, anyways, she goes on. Number two, Arby's. Good. I lived a block away from an Arby's and a Taco Bell when I was a teenager, and you better believe I was all up in that bitch getting five for five ninety fives. Fuck yes. Euro <laughs> is pretty good. Other things. Yes, Arby's. <laughs> Number one. Burger King. Yeah, up yours, oh, Braden. No. Fucking no. hater. Nothing like a good whop. I assume she means whopper. No onion, extra pickles, and don't get me started on the California Whopper where they just shoved bacon and guacamole on it. Fuck yes. Wash it down with a diet raspberry vanilla Coke because they can do that there? I don't know what a California Whopper is. You know where you can also do that? Our AMC theater. So I'd rather do that. I do love a good AMC theater. I'd rather go to the AMC theater and see a movie I've already seen than go to Burger King. I want to go to the movies this weekend. That'd be fun. Talking about going to see uh, the menu. Really want to see that. Oh yeah. Um, diet raspberry vanilla coke. God no, Rita. No. Anyway, we did record Spring Stampede 2000 last night. A lot of laughs. Okay, see ya. Love always, Chaw. Sent once again from my work because I'm bored and getting paid to sit and do this is pretty rad. That is pretty rad. It is. Um, I, I support people abusing company time for their personal endeavors. Rita, here's I do the thing. it constantly. Here's what I'll say. You are objectively two-thirds wrong on your list. I would have put Arby's at one. because I. Well, I that's Arby's your one. thing. Yeah. Arby's is... I have no problem with Arby's being on that list. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't put Taco Bell. Taco Bell wouldn't make my top 20. I said it wouldn't make my top 28. And you know what? Burger King wouldn't make my top 38. 28's an interesting number to pick there. I don't but know yeah. why I said that, but I did, and I'm sticking by it. Uh, Yeah, Burger King wouldn't make my top... Probably wouldn't make my top 15. Burger King, here's the thing. If they were called... Chicken King? Breakfast, Breakfast King? King? Imagine a called, restaurant called Breakfast King, but it's still open 24 hours. You know what? No. Honestly, that could work if they just serve breakfast all the time. Almost like an international house of pancakes. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah. Here's my here's my pitch, Mr. King. Mr. 
Berger, first name Berger, last name King. Um, His if royal you change, highness Berger. If you change, yeah. If you change the name to Burgers Here or Burger Place, <laughs> I'm fine with you. The fact that you have the goal to, to, to say that you are the king of burgers, I could go to anywhere else on the planet and get a better burger. Strong claim. I'm trying to think if I've had... I bet you the the fucking triple cheeseburger that I was too full to eat from yesterday is better than any burger I can get at Burger King right now. Wait, triple cheeseburger from where? McDonald's. McDonald's? That I was too full to eat. If I heat that sucking bitch up... (laughs) (laughs) Heat that sucking bitch up. Yeah, it'll be better than a fucking Burger King burger. I, uh... I watched a video recently, and it's a. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Seamus's workout videos. Yeah. Because I have severe body dysmorphia. And Ricochet was on one. I was talking about this the other day. Ricochet talks about his favorite cheat meal mm. to have. Okay. And he references pizza. You know, he's like, you know, I like to have a good pizza every so often. And a burger. And Seamus, while they're working out, they're just dying from it. Asks what his favorite burger is to have for a cheat meal. Ricochet will order two Big Macs, one of them plain, yeah. and then put the meat from the plain one on the other one, and he calls it a Mega Mac, and eat that. And I'm like, that kind of sounds fucking awesome. That sounds like something I'm going to do tomorrow. Right? Uh, he says that uh, he got the idea when he's in Japan. I was like, I wonder if that's just a thing. Like, Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, Mega Mac. I like Mega that. Mac. I do too. Uh, I thought about, you know what, I thought about getting a a Big Mac yesterday, because I don't think I've ever actually had one. Big Macs are good. Yeah. Like, I I very rarely do McDonald's. Yeah. And if I do, I have my set order, but, like, Big Macs are a second, Big Macs are a pretty close second place. Um, Also, I, because speaking of Ricochet, I remember being on a show with him at one point, and this was when he was in between tours of Dragon Gate, and the promoter had brought some donuts into the locker room for the guys. Mm. And there was this moment where uh, me, Ricochet, and uh, Matt Cage were just kind of standing around chatting. And without doing it on purpose, we all three just kind of like looked at the box of donuts and then looked back at each other. And then Ricochet's just like, you guys want to have one of those, don't you? And I was like, yeah, I really do. And he was like, oh, thank God. Nobody's here to stop me. (laughs) You guys want to have one of those, right? I love that. But, uh, yeah. So, um, overall, I think I would actually, I think I'm going to recommend this show. It's a light recommend. It's not something I think you need to see. The finish really does kind of take away from the main, but. I'll recommend the match Mm -hmm. still, even after the finish, like, but I I, I won't, I can't, I can't on good conscience recommend this whole show. There's just not much to it is the weird thing. People need to not see Kamala Oh and, yeah, and that, no, you know, no, no, like no. I Skip can't recommend all of that. that. Skip every bit of that. Um, how can you recommend the episode? Well, because <laughs> here's the thing: it's a weird episode of Raw. If for nothing else, I think that's part of the reason I would recommend it. There's no doubt this episode of Raw is interesting. <laughs> you know, I, that, that's that what is I'm the running group. Yeah. That is the running joke. But like, genuinely, it is interesting. I can't think of another episode of the show, even when it was only an hour long, that only had two matches on. Never. It. 
And I'm sure that, you know, if you're a historian and you know of an hour-long episode of Raw that only had two matches, Cole probably Cole knows. But, like, I, I don't know. To me, there's something just oddly fascinating about it. And I did really, really enjoy that main event up until that finish. Yeah. Big time. But, big, um, same, big same on all that. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap this shit up. Dreamwave. Zao Alive. RPW. Uh, uh, the Last Journey Show. December 29th. Mm. Uh, it's going to be a good one. I know things... That's all I have to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dreamwave December 10th, by Dreamwave the way. December let, me, let me start saying the date. Featuring uh, Raven. Featuring those damn coyotes. Good as Gold Rumble. A lot of fun stuff happening with Dreamwave this coming year. Uh, yeah. Is that live? Rocket Pro. Back yep. full swing. Yes. Um, we have... Is there any... Oh, St. Louis Anarchy? Yep, please. Yeah, St. Louis Anarchy. I think this is coming out this week, right? Yeah. Anarchy's on Saturday, y'all. Fucking be there. Um, having a match with Casey Carrington. Kind of excited for it. The guy hasn't had a singles match in like three or four years. Hell yeah. Can't wait to just okay. blow his fucking doors off and humiliate <laughs> him in front of his family. Jesus. <laughs> um, uh, what else? Did I, I wanted to plug something else. I wanted to plug something else. There's uh, something else I wanted to the plug. The Patreon? The email. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do, let's do all, those, all those. those. So, Twitter, at WowEd Podcast. That's right. Um, our email. Trying to be more active on there. WowHeads at gmail.com. Yep. W-A-W-Heads at gmail.com. Yes. Um, our Patreon is patreon.com slash Podcast. Yes. Or WowEd Podcast on the app. If you search that, I'm sure you'll find us. Yeah. Um, uh, there was literally there was something else that was complete. It was a part of our wrestles, I think. Um, Came to my head. Oh yeah, that's what I wanted to do. So yeah. we're gonna plug some things that we don't normally plug. Okay. But I, I want to start plugging these because we have friends and we let's do. support them. Yeah. And please. as much as I try to give him shit, even though I know it doesn't phase him at all, because mm. he could probably kick the shit out of me if he wanted to. Evangelistico, Pierre Abernathy, Dolly menu, Dollar Menu Mid-Carters. Dollar Menu Mid-Carters, yes. One of the Absolutely. finest podcasts out there that is not this one. Yeah. A, a close but still distant second mm. uh, to this fine program that you're listening to right now. And the close but also somehow less distant but somehow also second yes. to our podcast. Review, review yep. as well. Absolutely. Great show. We gotta start plugging our friends, I feel like. A little no, bit. No, no, I agree. I agree. Um, so there's that. Dollar menu mid carters, which I almost messed up three times saying just now. Mm. Um, and review I review. think I'm actually gonna be on their show. Oh yeah, because you said something. Because uh, yeah. I think that me and and the guys need to talk about the new reigning, defending National Wrestling Alliance World's Heavyweight champion. We haven't talked about that on here yet. We haven't. And the only thing I'm going to throw out there is the the, the the owner of my job is a very sweet old lady. She is literally 85 years old. And that makes her automatically racist. But her favorite wrestler is Tyrus. Based on no. he has been on Fox News. She doesn't know. She's oh, 85. Okay, okay. I she was doesn't say, know what are you saying to me. Her but no, own I got you, grandson I got you. is a wrestler. Tyrus is her favorite, not her own grandson. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I just find funny. Yeah. At that point, all I can do is throw up my hands and laugh. But uh, 
Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, me and the guys in St. Louis are going to talk about that on a recorded medium this Saturday. Well, then I'll save any. Let's save any thoughts of yours. Go over there to Dollar Mini Mid Carters, sure, and and listen to Tom rave even more, rant and rave even more somehow. Bro, I can't fucking wait. Um, oh yeah. my god, it's almost two hours. This okay, ladies and gentlemen. These episodes being <laughs> this fucking long is an accident every time. We always shoot for at least an hour fifteen. Yeah, hour fifteen is kind of like the bare minimum. I like that sweet ninety minutes, and then here we end up here. I don't know. It awesome. happens every time. The banter. Uh, pull the plug. Yeah, yank let's it, just yank it like you're starting a mower or a chainsaw. Oh, tune into the Patreon. What are we here doing?